Welcome back to another Case Cold episode. Tonight, another Courtney is our topic of conversation. You may have heard of Courtney Taylor, a Caucasian female who killed her African-American boyfriend. Eerily reminiscent of the Emmett Till case of the 1950s. This case is quite concerning because it sparks racial questions. A white woman allegedly kills her black boyfriend. At this moment, Taylor is not in police custody, despite being the number one suspect for this case. To most, it appears as if white privilege and wealth are the only thing that has kept her from a life behind bars. Keep listening to hear our takes on this OnlyFans model turned murderer. Welcome to our second episode of Case Cold. Um, so today we are talking about Courtney Taylor, um, a.k.a. Courtney Cleaney, I think that's how you say her last name. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one's her. I think Courtney Cleaney's her her like legal name, but she goes by Courtney Taylor um, as far as being like an influencer and only models, only fans model. So um, we're talking about this interesting uh, case that involves Courtney and her then boyfriend Christian, who has since passed away, um, and getting into the details of this case. I'm not going to get into it now because that's kind of what we're talking about today in the case cold. But um, this one is very peculiar in my personal opinion. And I'm a, a true fan, uh, um, excuse me, a true crime fanatic kind of person. I really enjoy watching those types of videos and diving deep into different types of murders and whatnot. Um, the psyche of those individuals really interests me. But this one is um, pretty perplexing because it involves some different aspects that are not normally included in a murder and or a crime. So that's what we're talking about today is um, this only fan model that uh, has turned into a murderer. So let's get on and do the episode. Yeah. So I this was a really um, I thought it was all over TikTok when it first mm-hmm. came out like about the um about the murder about Courtney Taylor. Um and people were obviously had their specific commentary and everything. Um but I didn't dive too deep into it at the time because you know I'm just scrolling through TikTok just casually. But um I did catch that like this case is so, you know, hot button because of the racial elements to it. Um Courtney Taylor being a white woman model influencer and then that her the man that she was in a relationship with being an african-american man so um or being nigerian a nigerian male excuse me not necessarily Mm -hmm. like african-american as far as like a black american he's an african man born i think in america anyway if, if that makes sense but um yeah so i don't know if we said his name but the man's name was christian toby Abum Obumels Masoli. I don't know how to say that. I know I messed it up. Christian. We're gonna call him Christian. Um Yeah, so he and and something else I think is important to note about him is he had very controversial views on black women. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was sort of like a little mini Kevin Samuels, like just spouting out this sort of like hate for black women like he I think either his tweets or something he was like so glad I'm with a white girl because black girls don't blah 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 and like yeah stuff. so yeah. he had he was very much a like you know unfortunately one of those like kind of self-hating black male like that's fine mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It's, in order to praise white women have to put down black women that kind of and we see who took him out so. and then, yeah and that's what's like twist a plot twist about this whole thing is like mm-hmm. the a white woman ends up like being his murderer 
right? What the the object of desire, fatal attraction at its absolute best, almost gruesome. <laughs> but um, yeah. So do you want to give us a little like a little you know breakdown of what happened on that day? Kind of how you know what in our research we found um, mm-hmm. of like the events of that day, the day of the murder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also will say about Courtney Taylor too. So just like Toby was only interested in dating white men, I mean, white women, she was only interested in dating black men. So um, mm-hmm. interesting little relationship there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so day of murder happened on April 3rd, 2022. So earlier this year, police were called where around about five o'clock um, where they responded to a, um, I guess a call of of an injury to Christian. I'm not sure who called, but they respond to to this to this call around 5 p.m. Transport is sent out or whatever. Um, Christian is taken to the hospital, so the boyfriend's taken to the hospital where he later dies from his injuries. Um, I guess upon the medical examination, Christian was uh, stabbed in his shoulder. And, um, I guess I'm assuming that's maybe the injury that he succumbed to. I'm not really sure all the details, which a lot of things are not released because it is, um, a criminal case. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how this works. We'll get into that later. But, um, anyway, so Taylor is seen sitting in the luxury Miami apartment, her and Christian shared, uh, where she's covered in blood and in handcuffs. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw on TikTok and I was like, oh, what is this? But kept scrolling because I really wasn't really into it. But yeah, there's an image of that online. Um, look it up. It's pretty interesting now that I know about the case. Um, so the case was, was, um, I guess considered like a domestic dispute, but here's the interesting twist. So Taylor, obviously is the one that stopped stabbed him however upon her getting arrested she threatened to kill herself and was then taken to a mental facility for an evaluation mm-hmm. so this is uh, something known as the baker's act in florida where they will send you to a mental facility if you threaten to kill yourself um, instead of sending you directly to jail and um, they hold you for 72 hours i believe yeah but Something also to note about the Baker's Act is removing rights away from the individual and like temporarily, basically, so that they go so that the state or whoever can send them to the proper medical mental facility. Place. Yeah, mental health. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Yeah, so within 72 hours, um, the homegirl was then released. And mm-hmm. since then, no charges have been made against uh, Taylor. Um, for Christian's murder. So the following, within the next few days, she, so Taylor was seen out in a bar in Miami after the murder with, I think, a family member. So that's kind of a rundown of of the events that has led us to this episode. What do you think, Courtney? Um, I mean, it definitely feels like a... It's like a recipe for disaster it sort of feels like that, especially, you know, with the witnesses who had called up to like three months prior with, you know, complaining about the domestic disputes as well as like mm-hmm. 
people saying that the relationship was toxic and um, people saying they saw him hit her, her hit him, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it definitely feels like a recipe for disaster. But I think what's most concerning to me is the foundation of their relationship is built on this uh, fetish for both sides. Like her, I mean, I only date rich black men, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I only date white women. So it seems like the nature of their relationship is disingenuine because it's this like, because they physically fit the aesthetic mm-hmm. of what they're looking for or quote looking for in a relationship. That's mm-hmm. why they're in a relationship, not because it was some sort of genuine connection. And so that can cer- almost certainly lead to uh, something disastrous happen. I, in this case, mm-hmm. like a murder. You yeah, know. no, I agree. Yeah, I, it definitely seems, let alone, um, I guess we don't know the ins and outs of like how the relationship started, but um, built on this uh, fetish mm-hmm. um, or this fantasy of what you're going to get out of said woman, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you put toxic behaviors on top of that, such as being um, domestically abusive on both ends, it seems like, mm-hmm. is a recipe for disaster. I just I feel like they were this like, Instagram internet couple mm-hmm. who like linked up who were like li- trying to live this fast luxurious life in Miami mm-hmm. and neither one of them really had the personal uh, maturity faculties to really be in a sustainable relationship with somebody and so yeah. they ended up in this explosive situation you mm-hmm. know yeah but I do think I do think it, it sucks for both of them because it seems like they both were being abused in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read. I want to say I don't. Hmm? It just it was like a relationship uh, dispute that went too far, and someone. Yeah, had- yeah, yeah. Which was it seems like a matter of time because they have been known for having these domestic disputes and then being physically um, abusive. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a matter of time. It seems like to me before it went too far. Exactly. Um, unfortunately, somebody had to lose their life in that, and it happened to be Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it also read something, too, that she was the primary aggressor, um, which I want to hit on, that women can also be very abusive um, and physically, mentally, emotionally. So that women are not excluded from being the abuser. Exactly. So we are not going to come at Christian for... Um, for you know Taylor being the abuser to him and him not being quote unquote a man and like no we, we don't do that anybody can be abused by anyone period abuse has no face no look no title exactly exactly yeah and and um i guess another troubling thing is that she was really let off the uh the hook despite being the only obvious uh suspect in the case because like you said they know she stabbed him in the shoulder like that was confirmed and uh or that christian was stabbed in the shoulder and she's like mm-hmm. got all over her body when the cops come and show up and i'm assuming they're the only ones in the apartment so you know what i mean like optics mm-hmm. this woman and then she was not uh detained yeah immediately um or charged or arrested for his murder. So, like you said, that that Friday after the murder, she was seen in a bar. 
Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think that is concerning as well because then you really do get into that conversation about privilege. Oh yeah, and, and uh, benefits white girl of tears. Out. Yeah, white girl tears, white girl kind of whatever. And then the optics of it, you know, I mean, the mm-hmm. optics look like this big bad black man was harming this poor little white girl, and yeah. so when the cops come, they're assuming they're looking at the optics, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like, well, if she did stab him, it was with good reason. Yeah. Versus yeah. we don't know. We don't know if she had good reason or not. You don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately. And from my understanding, what I didn't understand was that um, even if you have a self-defense case, typically the person is um, arrested and mm-hmm. at least charged with something and maybe let it on bond if it's their first case kind of thing. Um, I will preface this by saying I am no lawyer, so I don't know the ins and outs of the law, especially not in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually there's then a criminal case to see whether or not said person is guilty or acted in self-defense, right? Um, that was just not the case here. They just let Taylor go. Um I mean, they just let her go. So I'm. that's conflicting. And it seems like they're not going to, if there's no criminal charge, they cannot criminally take it to court. So it's um, somebody's life was lost in this. At the end of the day, it is a murder. He died at the hands of somebody else, whether it was self-defense or not. And typically in those types of cases, somebody is taken to court and has to do some sort of um, time, so, some sort of justice is is sought after, mm-hmm. and uh, here Taylor is just free to do her thing. She's just, I guess they went off. Out. Well, this must have been self defense. I just, I think there should have been, even if they eventually ruled it as self defense, because I, I can see that going either way, really, just yeah. optically, because we don't know what was happening in that house for sure. But I do think that to just sort of not even uh, not really go through the proper procedure, just to let her off immediately, I think mm-hmm. that shows privilege and kind of the the cops letting her off just very quickly. I was like, oh, this was, this must have been self-defense. Yeah. You yeah. Because I mean? mm-hmm. she's a white woman. Especially when somebody's dead. Or taken yeah. You know? Yeah, which begs the question, if the roles were reversed, say Christian um, killed Taylor, for example, that would have, me personally, and being an African-American woman, that would have not, would have not gone the same way. He would have been in jail for sure. Yeah. when I like wholeheartedly believe that. And yeah. based off pri- past crimes in the United States, um, let alone Florida, that would have been a no-brainer. He's guilty. He's going to jail. Criminal case. Mm-hmm. Even if he would have did the whole crying thing to go to a mental institution threatening to kill himself, I doubt he even would have went to a mental institution or they would have allowed him to use the Baker's Act, period, um, let alone not be charged at all. Well, I think, the like we were saying, the optics of it all point totally in her favor slash point yeah. and point totally not in his favor. Like, he is mm-hmm. a black male men are not seen as someone who should be in any kind of emotional distress, number one. 
then yeah. black men especially are seen as like these threats, right? So that makes a perfect mm-hmm. storm for her to use to scapegoat if she is scapegoating, scapegoating him as the aggressor, the the violent one, the one yeah. who made her, who pushed her to behave that way, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, mm-hmm. and then she can always rely on well, being a white woman, white woman tears to say, well, I was attacked, I was this, I was that, despite. She could have clearly had a hand in it. And the, the witnesses were saying that she had, that it was back and forth. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's just, this case really does come down to a lot of the optics of it all. Especially since Christian's not there to corroborate anything or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I it's, mean, um, it's interesting. Yeah, it definitely is interesting. I mean, it's sort of concerning, too, because, again, we've definitely seen, like, with the, you know, the rise of the Karens and and that word coming up of, like, mm-hmm. women weaponizing whiteness and using their tears to um, to basically negotiate be- between themselves and the police and yeah. authorities um, to elicit some empathy from the authorities. That... It, this situation makes it feel like she could have been weaponizing white woman tears. Oh, for sure. To get off. That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Which my thing is like, you know, if you stab somebody, you know the threat. Most people are aware of the consequences of stabbing somebody. There is a possibility of death, right? Mm-hmm. Mind you, you're not aware of what's internal. Um, what's internal to the site that you were choosing to stab, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's odd to me, very odd to me, that there was no consideration, whether in self-defense or not, it's still somebody's life that was taken at the hand of somebody else's, that's still a murder. So why would you not criminally pursue said murder? I don't know. Unless there's white privilege. Or some other, yeah, some other like... yeah factor in there mm-hmm. I, I think at the very least i think the um the facts of the case what the the police saw when they responded that should have been enough to detain her at the very least i mean she was covered in blood mm-hmm. so prime suspect number one actually but i think that should have been at least enough to detain her now they could yeah. get into the nitty-gritty of was this self-defense or not and that should have come out i think in court but exactly i think immediately probably detaining because somebody's like dead you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if that was a black woman said like a black woman doing that to a white male then like even that case would not go the same way yeah you know I mean, they see i just think they i think they see blackness differently i think i see women differently yeah. um i i think there's something to be said about the girl being an only fans model too i think they see attractiveness differently mm-hmm. um you know we think about the type of person who shows up at your house is is a cop who's like your average dude right a lot of them subscribe to only fans oh, <laughs> sure. like, stuff like that so like i think her combination of whiteness being a woman being a young woman being you know an only fans model i think that combination can absolutely combine in that moment to, mm-hmm. to have her have at least enough leeway to get out of being detained at the very mm-hmm. least. You know, they might not be able yeah. to stop all criminal charges, but to get her out of being detained, I 
I can see that because that's a cop making that's a police officer making a decision in that moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I will like just for definition purposes, we're going to talk about what is white privilege since we keep using that word. Um, mm-hmm. So it is an inherent advantage possessed by a white person on the basis of their race in a society characterized by a racial inequality and injustice. So um, just saying that, quote unquote, in America, the superior race would be, quote unquote, whiteness mm-hmm. um, has an, an uninherent advantage over counterparts such as minorities, black people, um, because of their race and blah, blah, blah. So that's yeah. basically, in my opinion, what's being used here. She's white. She's a female. He's black. He's a male. So it's like, oh, he's, you know, he can, you know, it's almost like a bear and a, a bunny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's going to destroy her. Like, yeah, he had to do something. He had to do something to her in order for that to happen. Not mm-hmm. thinking that she was maybe the aggressor, you know? Yeah. Um, not and the the mind boggling part of this is they're not even taking the time to look into the case because there's no criminal charges. You don't yeah. you can't I don't I don't believe you can do a case without charges. Mm-hmm. So um it kind of defeats the purpose and yeah. it would be a waste of time. So um you can't tell me. You can't tell me. And, and mind you, she's a number one suspect. Like nobody else was in the apartment. It's not making sense. Yeah. So white privilege has to play white privilege, white tears. Um, her being an OnlyFans model, I'm sure a lot of people know who she is. Um, being a celebrity slash, well, I wouldn't say a celebrity, maybe an influencer. Um, in Miami, I'm sure crying victim, saying she's going to kill herself. All of these things in combination has then got her off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can rule that out. Like socially, that is how. That's what privilege is. That's how it works. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think something else to understand about privilege is um, it's just that word inherent advantages. I think some people really get the idea of privilege being something somebody had to be, uh, I guess, given in their lifetime or something. Privilege, white privilege exists because you are white, because society is stratified and set up on where whiteness is superior and all other, you know, people of color are um, inferior. So there our laws are created with the uh, protecting the white person in mind. Mm-hmm. So that is mm-hmm. a, right. It's not something, yeah. it's nothing tangible you can necessarily see. It's how our society operates, you know, and yeah. white privilege informs a lot of these grand narratives that we all subscribe to, like the idea of, like Caitlin was saying, the bear and the bunny. That's a narrative. That's a um, yeah. a story we all believe about who's the bad guy and who's the good the good guy, who must be the aggressor, who has to be the victim. That's something that we have been told. And white privilege informs those narratives, right? Mm-hmm. Because the bunny is got to be the soft one, got to be the victim, got to be the person being preyed upon, right? Exactly. But well, they the, could be very well friends. Yeah. Or, and the bear has to be the one who is attacking, um, which is not necessarily the case because Caitlin well knows, Caitlin has a white bunny right now <laughs> who attacks <laughs> the, the cat, the cat. three times All the time her. Rip him to shreds. <laughs> rip him to shreds. But mm-hmm. you would look at it and be like, the bunny's not doing anything. No. Yeah. 
You would think he's innocent because he's he's like three pounds. She's probably like 13. She could sit on him and crush him if she wanted to. But she's like deathly afraid of him for whatever reason. And she could easily like scratch his eye out, like sit on him, like run him down. But she doesn't. Um, so optics are not everything, honey. Exactly. Nor exactly. are your preconceptions or your stereotypes. Exactly. But looking from the outside, you'd be like, oh the bunny he's got to be the one who's being abused but he's mm-hmm. biting other people nipping other people <laughs> but yeah so i think i think this that's that's important to understand about white privilege and, and grand narratives is that informs how we see certain people how we behave you know what i mean mm-hmm. especially when it comes to legal things and things where it's murky like the cops don't really know what happened they weren't there. They couldn't have really seen what was happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they kind of project this narrative and run with a certain narrative saying, okay, well, this this must be how it looks. But then, or this must, because it looks like this, it must be how it went down. And that's not necessarily the case. But there's real life consequences, ramifications for this, you know? Oh, yeah. There is like some odd similarities to that guy, Kevin. Is it Kim, Kevin Samuels? Yeah, Kevin Samuels. He also died. Yeah. With a white woman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In a rented apartment. Isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. And bashed women. And bashed women. At the hands of women. Not at the hands, but women were both there. Um, So, ironic. It's ironic. I I just think it's, uh, this is is another comment just on, on black men and their kind of, how their culture around how they, they view interracial dating and dating white women or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I think they really need to have a check on uh, how they're going around speaking about black women in relationship to what they, what they personally decide to do with white women because they continue to uh, push this narrative about black women being so bad, so awful. But who, who are you dying in the hands of? The one you sought out there so bad. Exactly. I'm like, Kevin Samuels died, and I think he was with a, either a white woman or some somebody non-black. Yeah. And he died in an apartment in a, you know, he didn't even have his own house. He was preaching about being high value, didn't have his own house. hmm Like, YouTube was, like, a form of income for him, right? He, like, projected this whole image of what, you know, a black man needs to be, what a high value black man needs to look like, right? <laughs> And ended up dying not you. in one of the most pathetic, anti-high-value right. ways. Same mm-hmm. thing with this guy. He preached about Black women not being this or whatever. And it's like, they talk kind of out of their behinds, out of their neck, and then end up in these really compromised, pathetic situations because they're trying to like desperately achieve the white woman or achieve that, like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's like sell your soul or what is it? Gain the world to lose your soul. Yeah. It's sort of like that. And it, it's interesting because I'm like, I don't, we don't see black women doing this on the same level. Like how many black women have died at the hands of, um, you know, just spouting out anti, like anti-black hate. First of all, black women don't mm-hmm. really spout out anti-black male hate like that. If they bring up concerns, they bring up legitimate concerns. <laughs> yeah about it's factual it's not 
Yeah, it's like this. And a lot of times, like black men are always like, "Oh, I don't date black women because we hold you to a higher standard." You want to somebody that you can run over, get over on, somebody that you can tell what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And most black women are not going for that. Mm -hmm. Black women could run laps over black men in a lot of situations. So, like, please stop. You know, and let's be honest. No offense to Christian, I'm sorry your life was lost, but as a black woman, we do not want you either. So, well, yeah, if you're gonna talk down, like exactly. and you have to realize black black American culture is mostly matriarchal. Yeah. Like black women take the lead in our families most of the time. Mm-hmm. Black women take the lead as far as like education and like, you know And we, that's because we typically have no choice. Not I mean, yeah, to me is I think we seek after more of an equal, but most of the time you have to. Well have no choice. Yeah, that's what I was, I was gonna say. But it's not where our our culture is matriarchal by Oh yeah. Uh, for like, default in the four yeah. I don't think it's because black women are just like, yeah, we want to be totally matriarchal. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think they do seek equals, but a lot of our family structures have been left in these situations where women had to be matriarchal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about our family on both sides. Both of our, both of our parents came from matriarchal systems, and it was because they had to be on some level. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I just think that we, we, I think it's time for black men to start having serious conversations about how they, they view black women, how they treat black women and thinking that they're Mm -hmm. running the absolute opposite of that is going to somehow save them. That's not Mm -hmm. gonna, that's not necessarily gonna save you. You have to do the work to improve, to be a better, to be the kind of person that any woman would want. And you know what I mean? Anybody Mm -hmm. would want just running to the opposite is not going to, as you know, Christian and uh, Kevin Samuels have proved, what is running to the opposite doing fully? You know, and that's not to say, (laughs) right? Just I am. And no one's saying you can't have interracial relationships. We're saying that if you have an interracial relationship, which is based on a superficial idea about someone you're not in a relationship yeah Yeah. fetish yeah and even like courtney so courtney taylor the white woman um Mm -hmm. she you could say she only dated him because he was a rich black man and -hmm. you see where that got them it wasn't you know it seemed like to me there was um it, it just wasn't too genuine maybe um so she was after the money and you know maybe killing him was about the money who knows I he just, is a i've seen influencer so many, um i mean and, and you can also talk about influencers and how kind of their lifestyle is so problematic probably yeah do anything for a dollar <laughs> anything for a dollar they live this they sort of live these sort of like uh reckless lifestyles i guess you could say yeah. um yeah, it's just, and then I'm just looking optically. He, she's like you know Snow Bunny kind of Instagram. Oh yeah, girl. She reminds me of the the girls from what's that? What's that thing? The Huff guy, um, the the Playboy Bunny thing. Yeah, she gives me that kind of vibe. Yeah, she's like that, and I feel like he's he's just like average black man. So they look mis mismatched as far as like. I think beyond I'm, average black guy. I think it really is about the money for her. She clearly said she goes after rich black men 
preference on the rich. I think it's predatory on her half. I think for sure. But before she said, you know, I prefer to date black men, she said, I go, I only date. I only date rich. That's the first word she said. It's about money. And I'm pretty sure black men, probably easy for her to run over. You know what I mean? Like, odd to me. Most women who, especially white women who say stuff like that, is for some ulterior motive. Yeah. I've rarely seen a genuine relationship between, especially with a white woman to a black man. Is I've never seen it be genuine. And I've seen a couple. So, I like to think that there are genuine black male white. Oh, I think so. Out there, I don't think they're totally disingenuine. Yeah, I just haven't seen them. I yeah, I haven't seen them, but I do think, I do think culturally, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna speak culturally from the from the black men I've had the experience of 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 knowing. Culturally, they <laughs> tend not to really be putting much thought into like is this is this the kind of person I want to be in a relationship with a lot of times it is about the surface aesthetics yeah. and service aesthetics get you killed <laughs> mm-hmm. it's all about the optics of what it looks like is this going to sell is this gonna you know it's yeah especially like with them being influencers mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of like status and who they were and money went into a lot of the thought of let me date her the opportunity it seems like yeah there's a um a friend of theirs that said that like um that she knew them I think she I guess she was mostly friends with the the guy so Christian more than anything um but she commented she's like made a Twitter I guess kind of like a thread or I don't really know much about Twitter so I'm gonna say Twitter thread but mm-hmm. if I'm wrong sorry um saying that um it was not confirmed whether or not he was killed in his sleep or if he was awake which is problematic. If that assumption was made, then he was blatantly killed. That's not a domestic dispute, period. That's murder, right? Yeah. Um, I which, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that either, but I'm assuming she, she maybe she knows more because she was friends with the couple. Um, and then she also said that um, she doesn't want um, people supporting Taylor because she, um, I guess because she was majority of the time the aggressor and their domestic disputes that she saw between the couple. So, yeah, she wants justice for Christian. This is a white female, by the way. She wants justice for Christian because she's like, there's more to the story kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. So that's interesting being that she, I want to say she's one of the witnesses, but she's one of the um, one of the people that actually hung out with them and knew them. So a little suspicious. I also see her like in these uh, braids, like cornrows. Oh, all the, yeah, it's odd. Yeah, she's like, like trying to be black, a white black girl. Yeah, she's giving very much uninformed white woman. For sure, she's giving appropriation. Is what she's giving. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's giving whoa, you know that whoa Vicky girl on TikTok. But work well. Yeah, murderer. <laughs> but have a conversation for a different day. Um, spice of murder in there but um yeah this is uh, uh, i you know from a black woman's perspective just honestly my raw emotion you hate to say this but it's almost an i told you so <laughs> just yeah. too yeah it's like i saw this coming with the christian man and it's not that i'm not i'm not really not trying to stereotype all white women as murderers i'm not saying that but 
given the background and her stated fetish, his stated fetish, yeah. and his, you know, open uh, disdain for Black women, mm-hmm. it's giving very much I told you so. And it's hard to be fully empathetic because it's like, you know, you if you see a train wreck coming and you tell them to get off the tracks and they keep they stay on the tracks, it's like I don't know what to tell you. Gonna hit you eventually. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely I agree with that one thousand percent. It's you know while I feel bad that Christian's life was lost in this, um, and it really is like oof, I saw this coming. Tried to mm-hmm. tell you. Tried to warn you. So it's yeah. you know. And that's not to say that you, like, from Christian standpoint, that's not to say that you can't have a preference um, Mm -hmm. in who you choose to date as far as physical appearance is concerned. I do think prejudice. Yeah, preference is the difference from being prejudiced. Um, No, preference is prejudice. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could say that. Because it really is not about the look. It's really about quality of a woman, which, Mm -hmm. Courtney, now you can beg into question, was she really a quality woman? Mm -hmm. I mean so um but you know christian 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 his parent not his parent well i guess his his family um created a gofundme or whatever and people are donating donating i guess but they're like oh he's such a good guy and da 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 okay (laughs) yeah i I think his family has to reconcile with his comments too about yeah black women be held accountable yeah, I mean, even I'm sure his mother was sitting there like, you're talking about black women, but mm-hmm. I'm your mother here having it to clean up the mistakes. The white of, woman's mess. Yeah, clean up, mm-hmm. you know, something and bury my child behind somebody who was non-black. And yeah. you're talking about black women. And I am your mother, a black woman who who's, who's having to, you, like, yeah, I'm having to take care of the dead, my dead child. And I raised you. And you're dead because of somebody who's non-black. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's conflicting. That has to be conflicting for his mother. I, oh, I bet. Yeah, because I mean, he he is bashing the very thing that she is. Exactly. Um, unless he's only targeting black women, it doesn't seem. It seems like black women as a whole to me, but because um, he's Nigerian. But I mean, he wasn't going to Nigeria to find a woman. He only wanted white women. He made that very clear. you can get into the conversation about that's why i think preference is prejudice because Mm -hmm. when you're specifically for a type of person i do Mm -hmm. think that is your preference is informed by a prejudice i depend for me it depends on what it is if it's a physical preference then that can become problematic because you're going for this physical thing first of all physical appearance gets you to a relationship but it does not sustain okay so if that's what you're looking for Keep on trying. Keep on trying. You're going to roll through mm-hmm. a lot of people, which is, I think, a lot of the reason why we get into, like, hookup culture and blah, 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 um, yeah. where people are not in steady, stable relationships because you're looking for the optics of what this relationship looks like instead of looking for a quality person that you can sustain life with. Um, yeah. But if you have a preference as far as what you want in a person, so, like, for me, my preference is I want somebody that's emotionally mature. If you're not emotionally mature, Get out the way. That to me, that's not prejudice. I've got out of standard. Yeah, standard. I guess you could call that standard. standard. To me, is I'm not accepting anything. A preference to me is this, like, uh, I guess a choice. Prefer- yeah, it's like a, yeah. it's more like a choice. It's a, I see this as somehow better than 
everything else. This. Yeah, Would it's like a comparison. Question, why do I see this as better than everything yeah. else in my mind? Mm-hmm. A standard is I will not accept anything less because this is what uh, this is what I deserve. Yeah, I guess. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's fair. Well, maybe it's just different terminology for me. So that's why yeah. I consider a preference prejudice. I had to check my own mm-hmm. too. Be like, oh, I just have a preference for this type of person or blah, blah, blah. And it's not, to me, I don't have... I, I leave with standards now. I will not accept this type of person. Yeah. I don't care if you are Asian or if you are uh, black or white or Irish or Brazilian. I don't care. Not Irish, honey. It's the kind of person you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the quality it's of the person. Yeah. And I think some of your standards can be like, can be physical in the sense of mm-hmm. like, you don't want to make it too like, whatever but i i had to stop i don't like the racial thing because i do feel like that's really wrapped up in a that's society's preferences and those grand narratives like we were saying that really form that idea of like whiteness somehow being better or for sure you know uh let's see somebody who's high earning somehow being better or something like that or somebody who's more public like an instagram influencer somehow being better that it can get to be dangerous because then you stop thinking about who this person is mm-hmm. and what they can offer standard you. They become about, an opportunity and not a relationship. Yeah. And a, a standard is, in my opinion, when you take the physical out of the standard, you know, it becomes, uh, who is this individual? And I will not accept less than said person's qualities, mm-hmm. you know? And if you just can't meet the standards, then you can't meet the standards. Boom, get out. You got exactly. to go. Oh. <laughs> get the dough. Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, this this is really interesting too because it, it it recalls the Emmett Till case. Yep. As we know. Um, mm-hmm. Which for those who don't know what Emmett Till is, give a little brief history. But um, the Emmett Till case happened in... 1955 um or in 1955 that's when when Emmett Till's murder was brought to national attention mm-hmm. but, um so in late in like later August of 1955 Emmett Till who's a 14 year old boy was visiting relatives in Mississippi I guess I think they were at some like corner store or gas station or something Emmett Till like whistled at a white woman who was coming out of the store and obviously they were not having that in 1955 and um so because of whistling whistling he was basically kidnapped by uh carolyn bryant is the woman he was whistling at by carolyn's uh husband i think brother-in-law had kidnapped him and they brutally murdered him like like severed this this young man right Mm -hmm. they dumped his body in the tallahatchie river in mississippi and uh and and he really became sort of like a martyr of the civil rights movement. He kind of he prompted a lot of people to get involved because his mm-hmm. mother, um, I think her name was Mammy Till, Mamie Till, she chose to televise his uh, funeral and to have an open casket so like people could see the damage that was done to his face. Like they had to like yeah. struck his face, construct it. Yeah, yeah, because that's how brutally they had murdered him. Like. Um, and they murdered him for whistling at a white woman or making basically a pass at a white woman. And he was 14 years old, right? So um, 
So yeah, it, it became national news, murder. It was all over the newspapers. It was on TV and everything. And it really prompted a lot of people to, to get into, involved in the civil rights movement. But mm-hmm. what I think is interesting about that is it relates to this Courtney Taylor case because it's about the, it's, it's definitely got that grand narrative surrounding it about what is the relationship between black men and white women and what can be implied in these like romantic intersexual relationships between black women and white men. And then the absolute fear that black men bring up for the white community when it comes to white women. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was a really good to put in conversation with it because it's so reminiscent of it, but also twisted, oh, for sure. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the white woman is still on the other side living their best life. Mm-hmm. Um, while this African-American male is deceased at the hands of someone else. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's reminiscent of it, but mm-hmm. also feels I, not really updated because, yes, this was at an actual interracial relationship. So that so I guess things have progressed to that point. But again, like you said, a black man is dead. Same way Emmett Till mm-hmm. a black child dead and i want to make sure we know that he was a child he's 14 years old so he was murdered as a child um and and even his his like boyish sort of like advances were read as adult you know at that Mm -hmm. time yeah Um, as a a threat really because i mean uh, me personally the pictures that you see of Emmett, Emmett looks like a baby mm -hmm. um he looks like a, a child so to me while that could have been an educational moment, um, absolutely teach him that catcalling, because that's kind of what happened, is not the way to go. That is disrespectful, and I don't promote that at, in any means possible. But mm-hmm. does someone deserve to die because of that? That should have been an educational moment, being that he's 14. Exactly. So. And, how, and then also you think about how many white white men have catcalled or whistled at or oh, whatever. Yeah. And black women. Black women. Right, let and alone then, white women. Let alone white women, and yeah, and then like, and then as a black woman, there's no recourse for that. Yeah, at all. No recourse. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then my thing is like her, her, uh, Carol Bryant's husband. How is that a threat? He's fourteen. Yeah, I mean, they, it doesn't seem like Carol Bryant. They were already racist and looking for oh, yeah. looking, basically to do something like that. Yeah. And then here comes a kid who doesn't really know any better necessarily and yeah. it's uh doing something that a lot of men do a lot of boys do a lot of boys are taught to do and yeah. you know i do they, get that but i'm saying like if you took out for example like the race element which is a huge element of this so it's hard to take that out but mm-hmm. like to me i would not see that as a threat yeah i mean it's like yes it's annoying nobody wants somebody like cat calling them in the street but if it's 2022 and we still haven't gotten people to behave as far as catcalling is concerned, mm-hmm. in 1955, it, like, yeah, it wasn't. I, I don't think that it was. It didn't warrant, warrant death, right? It, absolutely not. Yeah, uh, you would think that we were a little more progressive at that point, mm-hmm. but apparently not. So, yeah. And then, you know, just putting that in conversation with, like, Christian, it's like, you still see that the white privilege prevails. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If interracial relationships are allowed, white white privilege is still prevailing the same way it did for, you know, Carolyn Bryant and whatever. It's like, 
they were able to capitalize off of the uh, the narrative of what of white women black male relationship. They were able to capitalize off of that differently with the same result. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think it also pushes the narrative too that whiteness is above the law, which we already knew. As I feel like a lot of African Americans already know, but mm-hmm. it just further perpetuates that in current day's time. In twenty twenty two, if the tables were turned, that probably most likely I can put on everything ninety nine point nine percent that would have not happened if the tables were turned as far as race is concerned. But mm-hmm. for white people, um, that was allowed back in nineteen fifty five. Now. Even now, into 2022. So, it just to me, it just goes to show that we are not progressing like we thought we were. We are not as equal, which I feel like we already knew, but we really aren't. It's in the same, we're the same place that we were in 1955, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed except for a couple of laws to hush African Americans to think they got something, but we really haven't gotten anything. Well, I think that society's moved to the point of. Interrelation, interracial relationships have been much more allowed and much more supported. But yeah, but are you going to constantly die, or people are constantly going to be killed because of your inter- interracial relationship, and then not prosecuted when something like this happens? I mean, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. I mean, it's conflicting because it's like, yes, interracial relationships should be supported, but if they're, you know. Yeah happening under a fetish mm-hmm. and it's problematic situations then it calls into question for sure you know for sure i do think the moral of this story is that black men really 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 need to do some um, self-evaluation work mm-hmm. some healing work and some like deep-rooted you could even say therapy um and figure out how to heal himself instead of targeting a specific group. Like, for example, in Christian's case, he he basically kind of targeted black women as being less than um, and not uh, desirable for him. Mm-hmm. Because your issue is not a black woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. The issue is really you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just need to do some work to figure out what's going on with you because it shouldn't come down to race at all. Um, it should be, is this person going to be an equal or is this person going to be somebody that I can see myself with long-term or working with as far as life is concerned Um, instead of being focused on, oh, she just has to be a white woman. I hate black women. So I'm going to go over here. So I just, what I find interesting about uh, the way black men move as far as their interracial relationships is like, I feel like a lot of times they feel like they have to justify their relationships with white women by putting down black women Mm -hmm. the way black women's relationship interracial relationships work is this is who i'm with i don't have to put on a black man to do it i'm with this person because this is who i have connection with this is how i'm moving there's no need to put down a black man because i'm with a white man you know what I mean? Exactly. Like there's none, there's no impulse to put down because yeah, no, I mean, it, to me, like putting down a black man, what does that do for me? And I mean, that's coming from somebody who, um, I don't think all black men are, are not great, but mm-hmm. the ones that I have experienced have not been great in my experience. And honestly, that's regardless if you're black or white, most mm-hmm. men have not been great in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I don't go around being like, 
um, well, if I do bash, it's because of your behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's strictly off of what I'm seeing you do or what you're presenting to me um, in, in, in your behaviors or the things that you are saying. Yeah. That's what I'm bashing off of if I'm bashing you. Other than that, there's nothing for me to bash. You have to show me something for me to then bash. Exactly. What am I showing you to bash? That I'm not going to be your yes man? Mm-hmm. I, That's, don't, I don't get the put down in order to yeah. uplift. I don't get that. And it feels yeah, like community is really big on in order to uplift my situation, my interracial relationship, mm-hmm. I have to put down a black woman. And that's like, why do you, if you know, these black women have nothing to do with what you decide for your life. Why are you concerned? Exactly. It's probably trauma. Some sort of, they probably Maybe. got rejected from <laughs> in like third I'm grade. I'm a black woman Possibly. and have hated them since. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you really need to, like, heal, seek out some therapy, maybe, figure out the root of your problem. Um, And that's not to say that you have to then go date black women. If you still want to date white women, that's fine or whatever. But figure out really what the, why, what's the, what's the problem with black women, first of all? Um, Are they holding you to a higher standard? Or is it just something that they do that you just maybe don't prefer? Um, Figure out that issue, because I promise you, there's a black woman that doesn't do those things if you continue to look. Um. And so, you know, it's the root of the issue is bigger than race. <laughs> and also just categorizing all black women the way they don't want to be categorized as all men, just all yeah. black women are this way, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, you might have had a negative experience with a black woman, right? Yeah. Or it might not even really, it might have been your perception of a negative experience. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times, and I'm not saying that the black woman, you didn't have a bad experience, but a lot of times... I feel like they interpret someone just saying I'm not dealing with your behavior as a, a negative experience. experience. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the world could have very well just been like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Especially if, holding them to a higher standard. And it's, that's yeah. forbidden. Yeah. And, and you know what? As a, If I were a white woman, I would be offended too because I'd be like, why do you feel like the, in order to be with me, you feel like you need to put down somebody else? Does that mean you really yeah. want to even be with me? For one, and that also makes me question you. Then, if you're bashing women, or black women, let alone women, you want me to then date you? Exactly. That's what I'm you like, clearly have an issue with women. <laughs> exactly. That's and, and that's a big that's a big red flag. I think even from like from white women is like, don't get with these types of black men who say that problematic stuff about black women because, mm-hmm. um, they will. First off, they do it to black women, they do it to you. One. Exactly. Number two, if the basis of your relationship is uh, um, putting someone down, you don't have a basis of a relationship. At all. You don't. And he'll put you down too. So. Exactly. Or the basis of your relationship is not a relationship. Exactly. And I think. Yeah, I'm sorry to say this, but it just seems like this relationship was like bound to be. To go down a hill and or be toxic. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I mean, it's tragic. And it's, it, it, to me, it's really just sad to see that it um, mimics the MHL case very closely, very closely. Um, and goes to show that a lot, th- a lot of things that we thought had changed from the 1950s to now really hasn't changed. Um, white women, for in this example specifically, are 
still above the law in some cases, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. um, let alone white supremacy, not white supremacy, white privilege is still rampant, still a thing. White tears are huge. Um, and we're really not equal in the society by any means. Well, the grand narrative is still controlling things about who a black man is, how a yep. white woman behaves, who black yep. women are, who white men are. These grand mm-hmm. narratives are still informing um, policing. They're still informing our lawmaking. They're still informing how we interact with each other socially, yep. um, our hiring practices, all sorts of things. These grand narratives are still there. They're still informing things and they have real consequences. People can yep. end up dead. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we're glad we had this conversation about the uh, Courtney Taylor case on our, this episode of Case Cold. We, when we found this, we thought it was really interesting. It was, was uh, like necessary to bring up because it, it just causes so many questions. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so many things you can dive deeper into beyond just the facts of the case. There's so many things tied to it um, that we're all contemplating right now in our in our society so yeah i'm glad we had this conversation for sure and hopefully um there is some sort of justice for christian and his family um because i don't think you know murder is should be excused um there should be some sort of a consequence in our current uh governmental state i guess or criminal law state um so hopefully you know something is sought after hopefully criminal, but I'm sure, I think his parents have, are trying to, um, get us a civil case maybe Mm -hmm. for the death. So we will see, but I will say for any and everybody, please do your own homework and healing yourself and growing yourself and figuring out, you know, different things about yourself to then be the best person you can for yourself, let alone someone else. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just just do your work. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to. Do some self some self reflection, some self loving. Um, seek out therapy. I'm a fan of therapy myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you're not like pushing these closed minded narratives on other people and yourself to find yourself in situations like this. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think um, this death could have been avoided. Actually, one hundred percent. If um, there is just some self-reflection on what, why they were getting into this relationship in the first place, like what really is motivating this this partnership that they're seeking out, and then you know, it, I'm sure they were ignoring red flags, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're ignoring the toxic nature of the relationship. If you're, you have yeah. to go back and forth with somebody um, physically. Um, Arguments, okay, to a certain extent, like you're going to have disagreements and arguments or whatever, but it should never get to the point of being physical. Um, then you really need to evaluate the relationship in yourself and figure out what your next moves are because that should that should not have been something they continue to deal with constantly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think this was an absolutely avoidable death. And I think that's what makes it actually less... Uh, why I have less um, compassion for it is because I see it as avoidable. Yeah, one hundred percent makes it like yes, somebody's dead and the life is lost, so we need to, you know, respect that life that was here. But mm-hmm. I guess, like I like we were saying, if we're yelling at you to get off the train tracks, you gotta get off. We're gonna get hit. You see the train, and you stay on the tracks. 
at a certain point, it's like, well, I can't move you. So, (laughs) you know, lead a horse to water, but can't make them drink. Like, Mm-hmm. They always say too on the airplane. Before you can save somebody else, you have to save yourself. So with the back to the um, the train analogy, you can't pull that person off if they don't want to come. You know, exactly. You got to be your own advocate first. Yes, and you're a grown grown man at that point. I mean, twenty seven exactly. is young, but you're a grown man at that point. There's yeah. nothing nobody could do to stop you from doing from being in this relationship, from you know living with this woman, doing whatever you want. And you, you saw that as the best move for yourself for whatever reason. Yep. And unfortunately, the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. While it's unfortunate, you know, you the consequences. There's always consequences at the end of the choices that you make. Absolutely. So yeah, we're going to leave you guys on that nugget. Be conscious of the choices that you make because there's always consequences at the end of those choices. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope that you guys enjoyed this chat um, on Courtney Taylor and Christian. I'm not going to butcher his name, so just Christian. Um, and we're gonna we're probably gonna stay up on this topic to see kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if we'll do like another episode or anything like that. But yeah, de- definitely an interesting conversation. Um, and yeah, so thanks for watching, guys. Yeah, thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye, guys.